everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what day of isolation is it for you and what are you drinking? Well, it depends on how you define isolation. I did some social distancing, socializing the other night, and I've been out of my house every day. Uh, I make sure to go for a walk, but I am not going to like popular places or like next to people or anything like that. So I don't really feel like I've done isolation as much as I'm just working from home. But I've been doing that. I've had that routine kind of sort of since Friday of last week. So it's been a week. I am drinking a coffee and whiskey with a little bit of Kahlua. It's kind of like a Irish coffee, but not quite. Sounds really good. What are you, are you imbibing in anything or are you staying sober? I just finished the work day, technically, for all the work there is to do. We'll just talk about it in a minute because there actually was a little bit of sports news. But tonight, I think I'm either going to have this um, nice Weiss. It's like a Berliner Weiss I picked up and it's really okay. fruity. It's like dragon fruit or something. And Or I'm going to have this nice sparkling yuzu sake. Yuzu sake? Yeah. It's like fruit juice, but sake. Really? Yeah. It's delicious. So you it's like it. flavored rice, because sake is rice wine, Yeah. right? So do they put berries in with the rice wine, like with the rice to make the wine? Or is it like just flavoring that they add after? I think it's, I don't know how they add the flavoring. I assume they're using real yuzu. Um, is yuzu a fruit? Yeah, it's like a cross oh, okay. between a lemon and a lime. Okay, didn't didn't know that. If you find any yuzu candy in your local Asian food market, I highly recommend it. If you're at all into any kind of like citrus flavor. Good to know. Yeah, that's. I've just been sitting inside all day, every day. Well, I've been trying to get out as well, just like you. But similarly, going for isolated walks, like crossing the street to avoid people on the sidewalk <laughs> just staying in parks stuff like that i feel like i'm vigilant anyway when i'm walking like not vigilant like a vigilante but i feel like i'm hyper aware of people while i'm out on, walking around anyway like i'm not the type of person that can read and walk i actually can't do anything and walk at the same time if i like i've trained my brain to a bad degree of monotasking and so if you send me a text message and i'm walking i literally have to stop and pull over to be able to answer you i can't type and walk at the same time um you're like kenneth on 30 rock where someone's like hey kenneth can you walk and talk and he's like normally i can but now you got me thinking about it and then he like loses the ability to use his body while he talks very very much me very much like i oh shit now i'm thinking about more things uh i don't know how motor function happens anymore right um and so i feel like while i while i am out anyway i i am been aware of that i'm just like super aware of it like uh one day this week i tried to go out and listen to a podcast while I was walking around, but I just was too distracted with like people monitoring that the podcast was just white noise. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be an interesting few weeks, right? few months. California just implemented that stay at home order. Don't leave unless it's for the essentials. And, you know, 
going out to meet your friends is not an essential, which although some people might argue it, it actually is in order to kind of stay sane. But I did go out to see some friends with my partner a couple days ago, and they stayed on their porch, and we stayed down at the end of the walk leading up to their door, and we just both sat there and had kind of a conversation across like six feet apart. I think I think that's what it's going to be for a little while. Like I've got so I've got a balcony out of my on my unit. I'm on the second story and I was joking around with some people uh, the other day and I was like, yeah, I mean, if you want to like stand on the street, we could totally socialize. I'll just be on my balcony. Yeah. And like, that'll be some distance between us. um, I guess. I mean, I'm just happy that this thing isn't like ultra airborne where now we're like stuck inside filtering air and all that. Like, I know that there's a lot of unknowns about this thing, but trying to find silver linings, dude. Like, I feel like I've just been doing that all week. I'm trying to avoid doing the thing where I have separate symptoms that are all explained individually that are not, you know, virus related. But when I put them all together, I'm like, oh, shit, I have all these symptoms. But it's like, no, you have a headache because you hadn't had enough water recently you were also chewing something that was really hard to chew and you know that when you do that it tends to give you a headache and i'm like oh i'm kind of tired and run down and it's like yeah because you were up late reading on your phone last night moron <laughs> yep it's like uh, our two halves of our brains are like hypochondria gab is all like she's always there and i am just trying to take as good of care of myself as i can like eat greens and eat fruit and drink plenty of water and try to minimize like the amount of like alcohol and edibles I'm eating or consuming just so I'm not like because I I could see how that spiral could happen right this is actually illustrating how sedentary I was this winter because I actually lost weight (laughs) during the isolation period yeah because I've been going out a lot more regularly for walks and stuff just to get out of the house and clear my head and not going to like a restaurant or something, just going out for a walk for an hour, right? And Mm -hmm. then I've just kind of been eating less in general because I'm like, oh, I don't want to snack and I don't want to have to go to the store more often. So I'm really like carefully watching how much I eat and not just idly snacking anymore. (laughs) So as it turns out, when you eat less and exercise more, Sometimes it results in a net calorie loss in your body. I mean, it's kind of like what the earth is doing, right? The human beings have stopped most of it, most air travel. I think there's still, you know, deliveries and shipments and freight and all that stuff. But like human beings have kind of stopped the harmful activities and the earth is starting to see, like, have a chance to breathe. And I don't think, by any means we're gonna like if humans stay indoors or even americans uh stay indoors for you know a month it's not gonna fix you know 200 years of crap but holy like it's the same thing our bodies are earth our bodies are the same thing i really hate that discussion because it strays so perilously close to eco-fascism where it's like well if we only kill off enough people the earth can recover. I'm like, well, actually, if we have stronger regulations on corporate polluters, which account for the vast majority of pollution harming our earth, then we could probably, you know, 
aim to curb these effects and have some of the same results without you having to go on some kind of vaguely eugenicist adjacent rant about not you but like the general you you know because that always strays so close to like well enough people should die off but which people well we should get rid of poor people because they don't contribute uh and they pollute a lot more based on like absolutely nothing but your own bias you know what i'm saying so i i'm really trying to be careful about well the you know the uh skies are clearer now and um we're not littering as much and you know boats aren't in the water turning up habitats it's like well we have to live in this world and the solution to our problem can't be you know fucking thanos oh for sure i mean uh you took it to a spot where i have not even heard or read it go oh Um, i'm on the internet too much that's what yeah i would like you just blew my mind for me to be like wait what people are actually thinking that and saying yeah that it's usually like these really asshole racist nationalists who are like, well, mass die off of populations would be good for the earth. And it just so happens we should kill off all people of color. Total coincidence. Sure. And it's like, oh, uh, I think this is a blind for you to espouse like mass genocide. Wow, that took a dark turn. Yeah, I I was trying to be like, yeah, our bodies are recovering and are enjoying the rest and not the grueling day-to-day and you just took it to like serious town man in slightly less serious news and nobsl delay the start of the season inevitable yeah i mean come on they already had preseason canceled they made an announcement today that the training moratorium extends through april 5th although realistically come on are you really going to start allowing groups of 25 people or more to congregate by April 5th? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And then, so the scheduled start date, April 18th, going to have to be delayed. Although that would be hilarious if, if, like, they allowed closed-door games to start happening on time, but the teams all started playing (laughs) completely untrained, no preseason. Can you imagine the bad soccer that we would get? Ah! I mean, that would be kind of fun. Like, one of my favorite uh, Twitter accounts is, like, bad 90s football of just, like, horrible, horrible, horrible plays or things that happen. I don't know. It would it would be interesting. I mean, I would watch. It would be, it would up the entertainment factor for all of us as long as we all understood, like, okay, these are people who have not gone through preseason. They haven't come back up to fitness. We're essentially watching them play through their preseason. But it's mm-hmm. funny. It's funny to watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Even if they did closed-door games, considering travel as well, like, that's just not going to happen. Um, I, I'm i just really intrigued about how long it's going to take for rescheduling to happen. Well, like, how much how much of the season they, they think that they're actually going to be able to keep or anything like that. Right. So WPSL announced their season start is going to be delayed too. And I think they delayed until end of May, I want to say, mm-hmm. which is obviously just a guess on their part because we don't know how long it's going to last. And then what happens if they relax restrictions? All these idiots go out, start congregating again, sets off another wave of infection. We all have to go back into our homes. So we, we don't know how long we're going to have to limp along like this, which, again, is part of the anxiety and the frustration. I'm not trying to panic people. Like, 
I think it's helpful to talk about it openly, but in a sense of like, well, how can we get ready for this together and help each other through it? From a soccer point of view, who knows how long the delay can last? I bet they're trying to think of, okay, safety first, but if we miss an entire year's worth of games and like some revenue and like TV attention, what is that going to fucking do to not just our league, but the progress of professional women's soccer in this country? I think for this year, it's it's kind of a moot point. I'm I'm more concerned for what does this mean for each of the clubs and their ability to actually operationalize for next year. Yeah. Um, I I kind of I mean none of this I like so, but uh, a positive spin could be that at least the season isn't going. At least we're not like halfway through and teams have already spent a bunch of money or resources. I mean, they have to a certain degree, but at the same time, they haven't. I feel the worst for the teams that worked so hard to turn everything around. You know, I mean, sky blue and we're Mm -hmm. looking forward to such a upbeat, positive start to the season. And then something totally out of their hands, this whole force majeure situation no one could have predicted it's it's like it's like we were talking about last episode where it's okay to feel disappointed while at the same time understanding that there's nothing you can do this is the way it has to be in order to keep everybody as many people healthy and safe as possible but it's so fucking disappointing i know i know i know there there has been such energy around women's soccer since france this was supposed to be, you know, another uptick year because as soon as the Olympics, I mean, maybe this is the, the time we want to just roll right into what could potentially happen to the Olympics and the Euros. Um, but after the Olympics, it's like two years without competitive international multi-continent play. I wonder if moving big women's competitions one year then actually in the long run would end up helping instead of creating this gap we had world cup off year and then we either had olympics or and we'll talk about this in a second as well women's euro getting pushed a year instead of happening well women's euro is supposed to happen next year not this year but they were talking about pushing men's euro to next year which would bump women's euro to 2022 the year before the world cup Mm-hmm. So actually, 2021 is a great time to have it in between the big events. But I, yeah, I do wonder if timing things so that for the Olympics, if it's moved to next year, just because imagine the timing then where 2021 Olympics, 2022 Women's Euro, 2023 Women's World Cup, bing, bang, boom. I, I mean, I think it makes sense logistically. It's just, do you then move forward with that? Like, are you proposing a one-year change, or are you proposing to completely redo programming? No, no, no. It wouldn't propagate. The bump wouldn't propagate. It would just be this one, like, little four-year chunk. Yeah, I and I think that's a reasonable thing to, or a reasonable solution to the situation. And probably something, hopefully, that they're thinking about. I think a really unrealistic but highly probable is just cancellation. Yeah. Um, Which would be, I think that would be absolutely problematic. 
I wonder if there would be some way for the owners to pool things and there could be some kind of relief so that there there would be a way for them to limp forward into 2021 if the 2020 season has to be totally canceled. Because my ideal scenario is delay but play out a shortened season where they can at least make a little bit of revenue, that we can get on TV a little bit, the players can have a little bit of a season, you know, and maybe springboard into the next season. I'm thinking of players who either are just starting out or like Kate Howarth, who is a local in the New England area and um, has a little time with the Breakers and with the New England Mutiny and was just about, I think, to go get another shot with Orlando Pride as a, a non-roster invitational spot. And then mm-hmm. now, once again, it's nothing you can do, right? You can be sad about it, but you have to accept it because what else is there to do but it's like so many people's lives are just going to be derailed by this one missing year and it's so depressing to think about so let's let's think of non-depressing and let's let's solve the the what does the what does a condensed nwsl season look like and i i actually had uh the word condensed is a very light trigger for me Uh because last year the Portland Timbers and Thorns did a condensed season because the stadium had to get finished and it was fucking torture. And looking back on it now, it was actually a cornucopia of riches. Um, It just meant that every fucking weekend was at the stadium and we were exhausted. But now that we're looking at like two to three months without any soccer, it's like, Oh my God, what was I complaining about? Right. Right. Um, If we, if we, went up to a whiteboard and we just drew out what that season looks like. Like, what does it look like to start football in, let's say after July 4th and play through whenever it needs to play through, or maybe July is even uh, not realistic. Let's say August. What does, what does a condensed schedule look like so that they can check all the boxes that you just laid out? Like, a totally fair thing in a shortened season would be every team gets at least one home and away against the other teams. You want to hear my radical idea? Yeah. It was a loaded question. I have an, I have an idea. Okay. Um, what if we just played a very short preseason and then everything in the, quote, season was actually just a round-robin uh tournament style oh and and it's like every team needs to play each other home and away just like you you mentioned so that right there is 16 no uh 18 matches Mm -hmm. for the entire league but that's oh shit no that's gonna take longer (laughs) maybe it's not home and away the first round I i was just thinking like how do we turn this into a bracket type thing Oh, but there has to be like a play in so that um, the teams can get ranked conferences, something like there's got to be something. So maybe maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe it's like we break up the the country into three conferences. So you have Utah, Portland, Seattle or Tacoma. Yeah. In one. Then you have Chicago, Houston and orlando maybe in another maybe orlando yeah and And then then you have north carolina dc and jersey 
And between the three of them, like, there's going to be, maybe they play each other twice. Mm -hmm. Because that would also satisfy the, like, away travel. Um, Because, you know, Cloud9 would go down to D.C., Squadron would go up to Cloud9, like, North Carolina could make the trip if they needed to, that sort of thing. Um, So then you let those teams play each other twice. So if we have three teams that all need to play each other twice, how many matches is that? Like, how many weeks does that take? Or a better geographical divide might be Houston, North Carolina, Orlando, so they can at least stay kind of southern geographically. And Chicago comes in with Washington and New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Right. And so then then you kind of have that conference thing happening, um, and maybe like at the end all the number one seeds play each other to figure out like who is number one in the national league oh. but that would be like a shield type thing mm-hmm. and then you actually engage in like a bracket style and maybe maybe once you have the number one seeds then everybody else is a draw mm-hmm. um, or a lottery of some kind i mean that would be fucking rad to have like a, a digital you know, draw thing with the little like lottery balls and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, you develop a bracket and maybe you give the each team like two weeks between the shield turn, the shield thing and the bracket play. But then we just play brackets through the end of the season. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. Like I got us to bracket play. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if it, like because the thing is is you don't want teams to not play even if they get knocked out right right so maybe that becomes an opportunity for like NCAA teams to that missed out on their spring off season hey jump jump into this and if the you know thorns get knocked out in the second round hey we'll play University of Portland. Interesting. And there will still be local local play. It's just not that demanding, like, cross-country travel, right. all I'm, that stuff. I'm also thinking about restricting things geographically also helps, like, if they reopen up domestic travel. I think international travel is right out for a while. But if they open up domestic travel, but they only allow it regionally in order to kind of be like, all right, if things pop up again, we can at least trace it back to a certain area more easily. And like keep it confined in a certain I don't know I mm-hmm. I don't know specific but you know what I'm saying so maybe mm-hmm. if they open up air airplane travel again that way that might be a way to like play into that if that becomes a possibility totally um, I, I mean, mean it's it's like if if we divide it up geographically the way that we did and I'll just I'll speak to the Pacific Northwest here for a second if the Utah Royals hopped on a bus and just made the trip out to Portland and Tacoma for two weeks, that would be sufficient. Like, yes, it would be extra costs for hotels. Maybe they only do hotels like the two nights prior to the match and then the night of the match, and then players just bunk up with each other in between. Like, there's got to be some sort of concession for professionalism, um, or expectations of professionalism with with all of this stuff you know what i mean right there's got to be a way to limit how much they get around and how many people they're exposed to and 
Because when you think about it, you move a team, so it's a 20-player roster. Let's assume they only come with two coaches and two staff. So everyone's moving with like 24, 25 people. And then they're encountering a bus driver. And then if they go to a hotel, they're encountering... Encountering? Encountering? I've said it yes. so many times. Uh, mm-hmm. Staff. And then you go to a stadium, even if it's closed door, there's probably got to be some kind of minimal security detail and you had to have e- uh, ambulance on hand. And, you know, it's a gathering of at least probably, what, 60, 70 people? Mm-hmm. So who knows the timeline will be for allowing clusters of gatherings that big? Because right well, now they're like, you can't have more than, is it 25 or more? And even that to me, I'm like, no, 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 no. We should be in our little isocules. <laughs> Of Dude, like up to five I people. Think, I think the most extreme I've seen is no more than five people. Mm-hmm. Like stores are limiting the number of people that they're even like letting in. Well, today I went to the butcher and it is admittedly a small shop, but they're like, we're only allowing in one person at a time. You guys can wait outside, appropriately spaced apart, and we'll turn on mm-hmm. a light whenever the next person is allowed to come in. I was like, that's fine by me. Yeah, I mean, it not, it's not the butchers, but that's the way the dispensaries in Portland are being run right now. They, they've they always kind of regulated how many people are allowed, you know, into the actual shop part. But now they're regulating how many people are allowed into the lobby. Right. No, but, I, but I like your I, thinking outside of the box instead of just shortening the season and trying to play things maybe, uh, you know, instead of a... 24 week or 24 game season maybe just try to bring it down and like shorten the existing structure and just like blow that out of the water and be like no no no, no. let's just go to a different structure so we can do brackets um although obviously it would be easier if we had an even number of teams and we can just do yeah. like east west or like quadrants of the country yeah because this three by three thing is going to make playoffs really hard because for semifinals you need four teams but then again once again, we're thinking of the antiquated structure. How do we find a winner with an odd number of teams not using the traditional home and away method? Right. That That's kind of what I was trying to get at by saying, look, there will be a tournament for the Shield, and then the Shield tournament will define the bracket structure. Mm. So it's like the three, because then we don't have to have a playoff. It's just, okay, if you're number one in your threesome, then yeah i know then you go and you play in and that could be like a fucking four-day tournament thing or something like that like that gets to the okay is this a thing that they do in like la yeah right back to your idea of like no home field advantage just go out to la huh and like it's it's maybe over the course of five days or something like that in la you know a couple teams play. I I don't know how you would do it. I I don't I don't know how it would work exactly, and I'm sure there are way smarter people out there who could figure it out. But like, if the only thing up for grabs in that sense is the shield, and you know that there's a second tournament to play in, that actually I think for me, if I were a coach or a manager, I would be like, okay what are my odds with this grouping versus what I could get in the second one? Mm-hmm. You know, and this you, reminds you're playing me of, a game within a game. This reminds me of when NWSL was trying to do that regional rival thing. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where they were structuring the calendar so that 
you would play certain teams more than others and they were trying to construct local rivalries probably to help teams save on travel costs as well oh i would imagine yeah yeah obviously this is more dictated by necessity than it is by the league trying to life hack the logistics of it and and maybe try to force a little narrative in to make things more exciting i think a lot of us pointed out like you can't force a rivalry it has to happen because something organically developed out of the game yeah, I, it's it always is awkward when they try to force the rivalry. I know here in Portland, you know, it's been eight years of yeah, the Portland Seattle rivalry. Um, isn't that isn't that intense and awesome and rad and all that stuff? And it's like, guys, we're not even the first season. We weren't even rivals with Seattle. A we beat them every time but uh um you know new york western new york flash was portland's rival for the first like two seasons and then you know it transitioned to the courage and i don't know it's it's one of those things where if you want to generate local interest you can do that in a different way than artificially creating rivalries right hmm so if anybody has any completely out of the water ideas for ways that they can still have meaningful games that lead to a result where we can, you know, kind of rank teams at the end, that would be something to leave in our comments. The other question I have for you is how do you track stats and championships for this season? So let's say under your rubric, we have like a shield winner or whatever. Is that team allowed to, or they, they win the second competition. Is that team allowed to put a star above their crest the star always going to have an asterisk next to it because it's a not star a... within the star. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a star. They have to put an asterisk above there. <laughs> Maybe it's not a star. Maybe whoever wins uh, gets. I don't know what a star equivalent would be, but I mean, a star like what does a star really mean? Right? Couldn't it be? Couldn't it be a fucking you know sun or a moon or something or a moon or a. <laughs> little science beaker thing or something to recognize like hey these guys did a maybe it's a trophy maybe it's a tiny little embroidered trophy right right maybe maybe this is the year that we get to birth an actual fucking cup in the nwsl you know what traditions are made up we can say they are whatever they are. So just because the star is the tradition, that doesn't mean something else can't also have meaning. I like this. I like it a lot. It's like if you have that little thing on your jersey, it means like you were the winner in that year. Like the, yeah. I'm trying to call it something other than plague year because what an awful thing. <laughs> you know? Plague year? The plague year, you know? Plague year. Oh, I thought you said plague year. And I'm like, yeah, like a uniform, dude. No, no, Just no, no. call it a uniform. No, like like <laughs> Moses in Egypt. Oh, God. I mean, it's it's the year of La Rona. Oh, yeah. I, I really like this. Like, turning it into something meaningful, assuming that, you know, the, the playing happens. It's like, we don't have to treat it like triage. You know, where we're like, oh, this is the leftover that we get. We can make it into anything that we want it to be. Yeah. Like, it, I think I think it would be rad to, honestly, 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 what should happen is put the players, put a handful of the players in rooms for focus groups and just tell them, like, 
All right. We know that you guys have been playing tournaments your entire lives. And you've been dealing with like preseason, preseason, season, postseason. If you were to restructure the, I mean, honestly, I want to have this conversation with Becky Sauber. Mm. And like, I think that this would be a great conversation for the players' unions to have. Like, if you had the U.S. Women's National Team Players' Union, you had Becky and uh, Sammy Muez and Kelly O'Hara in a room, and then you had the uh, the NWSL Players Association um, representatives in the room, and they don't have to be the players. They could be the leadership, things like that. But what would they come up with in terms of like a tournament or a play-in? Like maybe, maybe they come up with, we're not going to play. I mean, maybe they fundamentally change the game. Maybe it's not 90 minutes. Maybe it's a, well, we're going to, we're going to plan out a week of play-in and we're going to play two 40 minute or two 20 minute halves, 11 v 11 still. But we're going to really test how do teams, how well conditioned are teams, how well in sync are teams to be able to play three matches over a five day period or something like that. I mean, you said still 11 v 11, but I next I was going to go straight to like, well, as long as we're blowing everything up, why don't we also say like, make it a futsal tournament or it's a 7 v 7 you know, I hate to make it about costs and things, but maybe a reduced roster for this year would make financial sense for a reduced season as well. Yeah, I just I think that when you change the elements of the game in terms of like number of players on the pitch, I was even hesitating with the amount of time for the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you change those fundamentals, you're no longer playing the same the sport. Em- the emblem that would be above your crest would mean something different okay like i i don't know what it is about it that just changes it fundamentally like maybe it's that tactics are different or the trades are different like if if they move to a futsal tournament or a or a, a short-sighted tournament well how would the coaches actually coach that would right. the coaches for the full field 11 v 11 even be the same coaches that would coach the other tournaments it does fundamentally change something about the structure and to make it to the point where it's kind of not the same game. But in that case, I don't think I'm on board with like just 20 minute. If it's going to be 11 v 11 full field, it should be a 90 minute game, the standard, whatever, but just fit into a different framework. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like, how do you create like how rad as a fan as a supporter of this league and of a club, how rad would it be to go to Houston? Right. And know that, Hey, I'm go I'm going there for, it wouldn't be like the NFL combine or anything like that. Um, it would almost be a little bit more like major league baseball spring training, but I'm going and I'm going to watch my club play three times over five days. Maybe part of the whole regional thing, like you said, could also be grouping home and away games. Instead of all this back and forth, let's just acknowledge like, okay, you guys are all going to be in Houston and you're going to play, like all three of you are going to play each other. And then the next spot is you're going to move to Orlando. All three of you are going to play each other. And then you're going to move to 
and C, and all three of you are going to play each other there. There's not going to be any of this back and forth, like, you go here, we go here for, like, one game here and there. You just cluster. That, that would actually be fundamentally radical. Right. And then you create essentially a little mini tournament in each area as well, and you advertise it like, here, come watch, like, six games for the price of five or whatever, if you're, yeah. if you're allowed to have audiences at that point. Yeah. So the way the way to do it is we have to have a minimum of four teams in each cluster. Like it doesn't work for three teams. And if you have minimum of four teams, then every match is a double header. I think it could work with three teams, right? Like it just means that one team is always going to be waiting while the other two are playing. Yeah, it just makes irregular rest days. Yeah, true. Instead of ensuring like, that everybody has an even number of rest days. Yeah, and it draws it out a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. We need a fucking 10th team. All of our problems would be solved if we had a 10th team. It could be like a temporary expansion draft. Oh, what if Louisville I mean, came in what if, one year what early? If, what if Louisville was able to be like, hey, guys, we weren't good to go by like March, but we're actually probably going to be good to go by August. Yeah, maybe. And what if they're not asked to do any hosting stuff either? They yeah. don't have to do any venue stuff. The team just gets to travel around and hit each location. And they get some sort of profit share for concessions sold at whatever or right. something like that. Here's the other problem, though. Even if you had a 10th team, 10 is not divisible by 4. Oh, poop. You'd have to add All 3 right, teams. we need 12. <laughs> In, in this in this time of great economic depression, we let's need, add three more teams. We need Louisville, we need <laughs> San Francisco, and we need Los Angeles right now. I'm, Get I ready. mean, it's, be it's better than the alternative of talking about, well, which team's going to go under right now. Right, I know. Whew. I really like kind of the the framework that you and I have put up here, though, with this like 3-3-3 three, three, and three system. May are we geniuses? Maybe. <laughs> Lisa Baird at nwsl.com. <laughs> Dear Lisa, we met we've, once at Red Bull Arena. We've literally been like pitching her ideas through this podcast for all three episodes. I know she listens. She Just like um, Amanda Duffy and then Jeff Plush before her listened. I don't think we existed it's... when Cheryl Bailey was the uh, commissioner the first year, so... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? When Cheryl Bailey was a commissioner the first year, did we exist? Uh, no, we right? started so it was up in 13. Maybe, maybe it was 14. I thought, so we first started going to matches in person together in 12. Well, we didn't have a podcast at the time that we went to the first championship in Western New York, right? I don't know. I, I don't remember being so. there and not thinking at any point, like, we should record. So I don't think we had a podcast that first year. Yeah, but we weren't also thinking. <laughs> I I'm definitely just gonna, wasn't thinking. I'm just going to put that out there, that there wasn't a lot of thought happening in Rochester. Yeah. Did we have a podcast when we went to Toronto? You know I don't remember longer than like a month. Because Toronto was 2013 as well. I, maybe we started in 2014. You know we could do this by like looking at our first I'm, podcast. I'm literally, day. I'm literally scrolling through our episodes right now to try to determine this. Our first episode was six years ago. March, 2014. Okay, March one, 2014. See, so, so we, we didn't, we didn't record anything 
or January 31st, 2014. So we completely missed out on that first year. Right. And I remember we were like in Texas or whatever and we recorded. We were in Frisco. Frisco, yeah. Because it was like our anniversary of our first trip to Frisco. And we kind of accidentally just kept putting in the effort until here we are like over 140 episodes later. If you include all the specials and stuff. Remember when we did a Kickstarter? (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Yeah. I still have all the scarves in my closet. If anybody wants to own a scarf, we have scarves. Please allow for longer shipping times. <laughs> yes. I really like actually the framework of everything that we just came up with. Um, considering that there's not really any other sports news, we we got a lot out of that level of speculation. We're going to continue to speculate. It's going to get more wild. That's all we like to do. more... The more cooped up we're going to be. Hey, you know what we should start speculating about? Um, because I'm going to start playing FIFA uh, <gasps> this weekend. We should start speculating about, um, and I'm going to learn more about the lingo, but like stats that NWSL players would have. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that you can play national teams. Yes, you can. But like if if we had NWSL FIFA in FIFA, what would what would some of that stuff look like? Maybe I'll replay through the storyline. You need to play the storyline because it's it's so fucking hilarious that your American hero has this like Canadian nemesis. Wait, in FIFA? Yeah, there's a single player mode in FIFA. I'm probably one of the only people who actually really goes through the single player mode instead of using FIFA to get trashed online and then throw my controller over opening up packs of cards and stuff. Please Will you text me what you just said? Because I'm not, I still have, I have to go out after this, after we get done recording, I have to go buy a a headset because I didn't realize I needed a headset. And I also have have to buy trash bags. So I'm going to go to Target before they shut Portland down. Right. And then I will come home and hook up my PlayStation, no, Xbox. I will hook up my Xbox. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm so good at this, aren't I? yeah you're, i mean you're better than you were a week ago a week ago could you have did you know any of this stuff no you did not you're learning not not really no but what's funny is i ordered the xbox a week ago mm. it took a whole week for it to get here yeah just allowing for longer shipping time surreal it's coming via truck no, nothing's going yeah. air anymore so side yeah. note um thank your local post person yes Thank your UPS drivers. Thank your FedEx people. Your U.S. Post serv- Postal Service yes. workers. USPS. I mean, the mail will continue to happen. You also need to learn how to stream Twitch, and you can do it from Xbox. So you need to do that so I can watch you play games live and heckle you. <laughs> heckle me? I am shit at FIFA. <laughs> I am absolute shit. I never bothered to put in the time to learn how to be good at the game. So I just play through the story mode. I play casually with my friends like twice a year. And other than that, yeah, I have no fucking clue. You're going to become good at FIFA. And you're going to become obsessed with like I, putting together your ultimate team. I, I don't know if I, I'm not really a hand-eye coordination person. Uh-huh. Um, like I don't play any instruments or anything like that. Video games have never really had an appeal to me. I'm literally just doing this because so many of my friends are on their systems already uh-huh. that I know social isolation. Like I don't, I personally know that I don't want to go through the extra effort of being like, Hey, you guys, you guys want to do like a video chat tonight? Like, no, I'm going to go to where the people are. 
We've had a lot of, I've done a lot of Zoom calls recently, and I'm just kind of like, why don't we just game together, man? I'm perilously close to reactivating my World of Warcraft account. Perilously close. That's like a computer game account. That's a computer game though, right? Yeah, for PC. You should get a gaming rig and we can play games together that way. It doesn't have to be a shooter use either. We can play like uh, Stardew Valley and we can have a lesbian commune together. What is a gaming rig? Uh, Like a gaming PC. Oh, so I have to buy another computer. Yeah, but it shouldn't be that expensive. It's just a PC with a graphics card that can handle... Let's let um, the stock market actually fail. Oh, and then see how the dust settles, and then I'll think about buying okay. another p- big piece of furniture. Buying like a twelve hundred. I, I actually, computer. I actually spent way more money than I'm comfortable with this week, but I had to get a desk since I'm working from home now. Oh boy! Um, and I didn't want to just get like an eighty dollar IKEA desk uh, because this is my new normal. I'm working from home from here on out, uh, so I went with the stand up desk which I'm really looking forward to, but that was like one of those expenses that I was really hoping I'd be able to just go to the office for a couple more months and (sighs) get a stand-up desk a little bit later. Yeah. Not so much. I think I might be borrowing someone's under-desk pedal stand so that you can kind of pedal in place while you're working. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, that'll really help. So I'm not just sitting here like bouncing my legs like crazy for six hours. I think I'm going to foster a cat. Oh, pets are a nice thing to have around right now. They really help with the stress and like having to look after something else on a regular schedule. Kind of does yeah. help. It helps. It helps you create a routine. I uh, I got approval from my uh, landlord, and so now I just need to. I need to decide cat or dog. Mm, if you can't be going out regularly with the dog like i feel bad for dog owners once it comes down like hey you can't be going out regularly it's like but they gotta walk the dog i guess that's an essential but they won't be getting to go to things like parks and stuff they'll just have to go around the block 50 times so far uh there's 35 minutes left on my pool and uh 91 votes and cats are winning by three percent i vote cats all right I hate the smell of kitty litter, though. I'm going to have to buy the, like, frou-frou, like, recycled paper. Oh, I have a link to send you for, uh, a, like, a little disposal system, and you just need to scoop it every day and have, like, a little bit of deodorizer if you really want it, and it should be fine. Like, with the right litter box and the right scooping and every day, you're not going to smell it. I just, yeah, I've never had a cat, um... All of the cats that I was personally responsible for were almost quasi-feral outdoor cats growing up in Idaho. So, you know, we had a responsibility to, like, make sure the food and water, but it wasn't like, oh, poop. Look, I got the I got the down low on all the top-of-the-line cat gear, so... You know me. I want top-of-the-line. Yeah, I got a guy. I got I a guy. I'll send it to you. I- I need you to help me be a cat. I'm. I also have a really nice leather chair, and I don't want a cat to destroy it. Yeah, I'll. I got some recommendations for that too. I will help you become cat competent. All right. Well, to everybody out there listening, we recorded again. <laughs> Yay! And so it looks like we'll probably try to do this for as long as you know this whole thing is going on. Try to give you something to 
pass the time, stuff to think about. Once again, if you have any out there ideas for how to structure a competition this season based on like a shortened timeline, acknowledging there's probably going to be travel restrictions in place, things like that, why not, you know, throw something against the wall and see what sticks? There's no bad ideas in brainstorming. There are no bad ideas. We're not bringing bazookas, although we kind of did about the whole like 11 v 11. Yeah, the futsal thing. But we talked ourselves through it. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, you're an idiot. I can't believe you even thought of that. No, Um, it's like the first rule of improv. It has to be, uh, you can't just say no. It has to be yes and. Yes and. Um, I think the other thing is for anybody who does listen to this podcast, if you have any radical ideas that you just want us to speculate on, um, especially as sports are not happening, we will speculate like crazy, we love speculation. Uh, especially if, if the two of us can sync up our drinking. Speculation is just fancier <laughs> gossip, and we love gossip. Uh-huh. If you so... have any good gossip, what's the hot goss? What is the 411? Tell me everything. <laughs> There is none because there is no sport. Sports are over. We did it, kids. Yay, sports. Comment on the on the the post. Yeah, on the SoundCloud. Yes. We're looking at those comments. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be a long couple months. Do you only have like a limited space in your brain for technical stuff and now that you've got an Xbox it shoved out all the SoundCloud stuff? <laughs> No, I think um, I think I closed the window, and then I closed the window in my brain, too. And I was like, <laughs> what's that thing called? I had it open. Yeah, you went not... to a different room, and then yeah. you were like, what did I come in here for? Exactly. That's exactly what my brain did. I was, I was literally sitting here pointing at the thing, going like, what was that tab called? Closing out a tab is the equivalent of going into another room. Or opening a it's... tab is, too. You open it, and you're like, what did I need? To look for what am i even doing here well i guess i'll go read wikipedia articles for the next two hours <laughs> that's me and tiktok every every night tiktok and i we have a nice like two hour just chill mm. tiktok and chill session sure tiktok and chill i guess that's the hot new thing that the millennials are doing <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so the millennials i love that the millennials is really truly us not no we are actual millennials i know i know we are but like that used to be a phrase to describe young people oh shut the fuck up i'm youngish what happened to let's (laughs) talk about not depressing things dude i am 38 seven i'm 37 you're old enough to be forgetting that's when when you lose track of the years like i've done that before i'm like i'm no, that's not, yeah, oh. And then I have to, like, actually go back to my birth year and, like, do the math. That's what I just did. I was yeah. like, cool, I was born in 82, so it's 2020, that means I'm 38. Wait, nope, I haven't had a birthday yet, 37. Mm-hmm. The older I get, the more I look at youths doing things. Today I saw a pack of youths out and about, and they had clearly just gone somewhere for like coffee or something. And I just wanted to yell at them from the window of the car, socially distance yourselves, idiots. <laughs> you are such an old person. I, I was talking about it today on my Twitch stream. 
by the way, everyone, hashtag schmockerschmouse. I'm doing a Sims 4 regular live stream where I make a bunch of players and one former U.S. soccer president, and I'm going to put them all in one house and see what happens. Are you okay. shitting me? No, I'm not shitting you. I've been tweeting How do about I? It. How do I engage in this? You have to get on Twitch. You don't have to do that anyway for NWSL, or you were. So I'll I'll guide you through it, Dad. It'll okay. Be, yeah. I I need a lot of help. I need okay. help with Twitch. I need help finding a new computer thing to play other games with you. Sure. Yeah. What was the other stuff? There was another headset thing I needed help with. Headset for the with. Xbox. The well, headset. yeah. I mean, I. I have to go. I need. I need to go shopping before it gets too late and people are all out of work and right. hit the store. Um, I, I was talking today. Somehow the youths came up, and it just reminded me of you know in the Little Mermaid where Ariel's like, "Daddy, I'm practically an adult," but in the movie she's like 16 years old. Yeah. When you're a kid watching that movie, you're like, "Yeah, she's 16. She should have a say in her own life." And then watching as an adult, you're like, "Shut the fuck up, Ariel." <laughs> You're like, Ariel, all of this, none of this would have happened had you listened to your father. Right. Like, you need to stay in school, finish your mermaid degree or whatever. <laughs> she wasn't even getting a mermaid degree. She was just collecting shit. I know. She was hang hanging around with enablers. Who... Dude, wild speculation topic. Oh, we need to create like a topic swarm or something like that for us to, to track this stuff. Okay. Um. NWSL players as Disney leads. <gasps> okay. I don't want to call them princesses, but like Disney leads. Right. Well, it doesn't have to be like gender restricted. There's I know. lots of yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like which one of them is Nemo, for example? Exactly. Wh which one is Moana? Moana's a princess though. Well, yeah, I'm but she was a lead. Yeah, she's a lead. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Like, who's, like who's, uh, so that that character, like the lead of the story. Right. Who's Woody? Exactly. Becky Sauerbrunn. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll discuss that later. But so, all right. This has been another episode think, of Two Drunk. I think that would be a great we, topic. Next episode, we'll make a spreadsheet. We can do that. I know. We should make a Google form. And whenever we have these, like, off-the-cuff ideas that we just want to wild speculate about, boom, we have each other. All right. Oh, we have each other. That's a great way to end the podcast. That's a not depressing way to end. We have each other and we'll we have do. each other again next time. That sounds worse. That sounds awful. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, that actually sounds like I'm going to get in trouble with somebody you're living with right now. And we will do another podcast, hopefully within the next coming week. Just speaking <laughs> so carefully right now. 